Most people don't understand why we need a spiritual teacher if we're going to really awaken spiritually and come home to God. What is coming home to God but waking up and truly knowing the divine that we are, our divinity, that light of loving, that spirit, that soul of who we are, but also where we came from and where we're going to truly wake up and know who we are and to really know our oneness with God. It's funny to use the word God even because we don't understand what that is. We have no idea or concept. Even in our greatest and wildest fantasies, we have no idea because God is way beyond the imagination, the mind, the emotions, the body. So we just don't know until, of course, we spend enough time in meditation where we begin to awaken and become more and more aware of that divine essence that is God and eventually the fullness of God. But it's important to understand the spiritual teacher's role and truth of how that works. That action of the spiritual teacher in truth is an extension of God's loving, often what we call the Holy Spirit or that path of sound and light. It's a movement of God's loving that God extends to each and every soul on its journey. But that action of the spiritual teacher is very specific in walking with the soul, connecting with the soul, Relating with the soul, who we truly are, is the soul, that divine essence or living, loving expression of God. And the role of the spiritual teacher as that extension of God's loving that has always been with the soul, has been placed with the soul at the moment of the soul's creation. And as the soul came out of the spiritual realms and into this physical creation, well, God also sent the spiritual teacher to walk with that soul in its journey, to assist it in the coming into greater knowing of itself as a spark or an expression of God. And so at some point in every soul's journey, there's going to be that moment of turning back around, of turning away from the world and beginning the journey of now turning back towards God. And at that moment of the soul's turning is the moment we begin to discover that relationship with the spiritual teacher within. As an extension of God, the spiritual teacher is spiritual. It's not a physical process. Yes, there is the physical teacher, the body, the personality, that ego structure in which that spirit expresses and moves in this physical creation. But it, the body's like a pinky on the hand. You've got the body or beingness of God, the hand of God. The physical body's not even as much as a pinky in the whole process. The physical body is just an anchor point for that spiritual teacher, that radiant form of God's loving to express into and through, to love the soul here 
in the physical creation. And so when we begin to turn around and begin that journey back towards God in the spiritual, because God is of spirit, not of the physical creation. So if we want to go home to God and wake up and know our oneness with God, we have to go into the spirit where God resides. And so the role of the spiritual teacher as that extension of God's loving is to assist us in that journey of going into the spirit. It starts right here as we share the meditation technique, how to focus, where to focus, what to do, how to develop that inner relationship, how to wake up and become aware through that action of meditation, as well as the spiritual principles that we share about. But the most direct action is the meditation that is so important to take the time to close our eyes, to focus within and to meditate upon that radiant form of God's loving. Remember, we're here in the physical and we're in a process of waking up through all these levels of our own consciousness beyond the physical. We've got to walk through our imagination. We've got to walk through our emotions, our mind. We've got to wake up and rise above the unconscious where we're asleep. So we've got these levels to move through, to transcend, to rise above, to get into the spiritual. And that's what the radiant form, the spiritual teacher's job is really about, is assisting us in that inner journey of awakening into the spiritual. There is truly a spiritual pathway for everyone, and it's the same path. It's the path of loving, often what we call the path of light and sound. It is all loving, and that loving is made up of light and made up of sound, it's frequency. And so we want to pay attention to that frequency of loving that is light and sound. Because as we begin to awaken to that, we'll begin to see, to hear, and to know that expression or essence of God's loving that leads us, the soul, into that spiritual kingdom to meet with God face-to-face and yet even more to merge into God, into our oneness with God. But that path of sound and light, that path of loving, that is that extension of God's radiance, is the journey we want to travel inwardly, that we want to follow inwardly. The words out here that Jim and I share, or any spiritual teacher teaching this pathway, is just a reflection of the truth. The words are not truth themselves. They're just a reflection to help stir the soul awake, to look within, to listen within, what to follow, what to do. And so as we speak of that radiant form, 
the most common ways it's seen within? Is that purple or blue light or the golden white light? Or the teacher who's initiated you on this pathway? And in this case, for those of you here, it'd be myself or Jim. But there's also other spiritual teachers. There's many spiritual teachers that are all serving the same purpose of God's loving and the soul's return home. But where you find yourself, if you find yourself here, pay attention to what that is inside of you and what we have to share here to see how that stirs that loving within you. Does it move you? Does it draw you? Does it intrigue or encourage you to want to go within, to meditate, to know, to experience that light and sound that we speak of, to really know that loving and who you are in that and as that? Well, that's what the words of the teacher are meant to do. You will respond to literally the physical voice of the spiritual teacher that is here for you if it is your time to wake up. And just know that spiritual teacher is there to support you in your awakening. It is not an outer process of bowing down and worshiping the physical form. It is a process of awakening and worshiping the spirit. The true worship is just loving, though. That's why in meditation we talk about sharing your loving with God and receiving God's loving for you. That's the real worship, or we like to say communion. The true communion in action is that action of just being in that loving with the divine. But also understand the relationship with the inner radiant form of the spiritual teacher, because that is the most direct expression of God's loving throughout all of creation here to assist the soul in awakening. Spend time with that. Not the outer form. We're here for but a moment. We're just a pinky on the whole hand of God and the beingness and the body of God. It may start here with the meditation, the physical technique, but that's just a little bit and just the beginning. We want to open the inner door, see that radiant form, hear that sound, that voice of God, feel that loving as it moves in us and through us. Spend time with that. Come into that essence and surrender to it. We have to surrender and open ourselves to that essence of loving if we truly want to let go and let God, if we want to let go of our pain, our suffering, and if we really want to know God and experience and truly return. Yes, we can wake up and know God right here in the physical consciousness as we open the door and allow that light of the Spirit in. But eventually, guess what? This body's going to pass. We, the soul, that living essence is going to leave this body at some point. So we want to get to know 
the truth before that time comes. So that that day we lay down the body, we know and because we've developed that relationship within so that when that body takes the last breath, we, that living, loving essence now, just leave through that door in which we came into the consciousness. And as we leave, we move out of the consciousness and back into spirit. So the path to sound and light as it has always been shared throughout history is coming awake and knowing your oneness with God and truly you, the soul, returning back into the spiritual creation while the body is still alive. So that way when that last breath comes, when you leave this body, you really return back into that oneness with God, the spiritual kingdom. You know where you're going, you know where you came from, and you know who you are. Right here in this physical consciousness before you leave it. That's the goal, the intention, and the purpose of the spiritual teacher is to support you in that process so that you really know, you wake up, you realize the truth of who you are. Meditation will do that, but not meditation in itself. And this I'm sorry to say for those of you who think you don't need a spiritual teacher. The ego would love you to believe that because the ego will say the spiritual teacher is just the personality who is trying to control your mind, brainwash you, and get you to give them all your money, right? Yep, that's what the world pretty much thinks of spiritual teachers. But who doesn't need a little brainwashing? All that stinking thinking, right, and dirty thoughts. But what is that really, aside from the jokes? It's just the process of letting go of all those thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions that we have bought into that have created our attachments into this physical creation to bind us to the physical creation. So the brainwashing, the cleansing, the purification, all it is is a process of letting go our attachment so that we really wake up and know the truth of who we are as a living, loving essence. So in truth, there's no brainwashing. There's no convincing because guess what? We're not doing the mind, emotions, and body here. We're totally about just doing the spirit and waking up to the spirit. The spirit is eternal and loving. The mind, the emotions, imagination, body are finite. They have a beginning and an end, and they are not loving. The spirit, the soul of who we are, is what is loving in this creation here, and it is eternal. This pathway of returning home to God is truly not a pathway of purification, changing our thoughts and beliefs. It's not positive motivation and thinking. It's not what we're doing here. And it's not putting down any of that because there's a lot of good in all those other expressions 
But that's not our focus here. Never has been and never is in any true path to sound and light. It is truly, simply one thing, and that is about the soul waking up and knowing who it is, what it is, and its oneness with its creator. So the spiritual teachers are here to assist in that process, regardless of what you believe or think, regardless of how you feel, regardless of your physical circumstances, regardless of your fantasies or ideas about it all. None of that matters. I'm sorry if that hurts. I'm sorry if I insult anybody when I share that. Because you know what? Your feelings are going to get hurt. But are you okay with that? Can you be okay with hurt feelings? Can you be okay with somebody expressing something different than your belief systems? If not, well, it's something to look at. Because those hurt feelings and belief systems are the very things that keep the soul asleep and caught up in the illusion and keeping it unaware of the truth of who it is and where it came from. So the role of the spiritual teacher is to assist, to point out and acknowledge the illusion as well as the truth. I often like to say, to wake up and know the truth, we also need to wake up and know the illusion or the lie, the falseness, that which would want us to believe it is real and true, but is not. That's Lucifer's job. The great deceiver is to trick the soul and to believe the thoughts, the feelings, the imagination, and the body are real. That there is no kingdom of heaven. There is no spirit. Well, that's the journey of the soul to have experience here. But that's not our focus. We give it plenty of acknowledgement, maybe too much. And at some point, we want to now give more acknowledgement and focus to our divinity. And that's what we do here. So as we go into meditation, pay attention. When you close your eyes, focus your attention here, the seat of the soul. Look for that inner light. Listen for the inner sound. Allow yourself to open and experience that movement of loving. That's the radiant form, the true spiritual teacher. We want to not only develop a relationship with, within, but also begin to follow, to look to, and to trust, to know that this is the assistance, the guide, that which God has sent to assist us in our journey of awakening. Oh, we all have a guide, but this guide we call the spiritual teacher is beyond any spirit guides or angels or any other helpers. 
that God has also sent to assist the soul through its physical experience. But the spiritual teachers are the guides and helpers that God has sent for when the soul is ready to return back into the spiritual creation. The spirit guides and teachers or helpers and angels that are of the physical or metaphysical creation are here to assist the soul in its journey here in time and space. So when we want to begin the journey home to God, we've got to be willing to let go of those helpers and truly focus on one relationship, and that's that spiritual teacher within. When we follow that guide, understand this. It is not Jim or I or any teacher It is truly the essence of God itself expressing. Any spiritual teacher, such as myself or Jim, have walked the journey and have merged into the oneness with God. And that essence of God is also within the consciousness that we call the teacher here. It's often referred to as the word made flesh, the mantle, It is that essence of the Holy Spirit that is placed in that physical consciousness that has merged into the oneness with God so that that form of the teacher, just like out here physically, we can have a relationship and know each other. Well, God uses that form so that we know each other spiritually that we develop that relationship of trust and loving, that we can follow that, move with that, and even allow it to carry us. For when we're in fear, fear not, the Lord is with you. For when we are in fear, we can truly let go of the fear and know that the Lord, in that form of the spiritual teacher, is with us to carry us, to lift us above the fears, to truly surrender and sacrifice all those fears because it is only the fear that builds the attachment in our consciousness to hold us here. And so a lot of the job of the teacher is to get us to look at our fears so that we can begin to love the fear in order to let it go. That's why you'll find often we can be very direct, whether it's just in sharing or in Q&A time, because that is very purposeful. The way to freedom and liberation is one of releasing our fears so that we can begin to now see the truth of spirit. Fear is darkness. Fear is what blinds the soul. Fear is what keeps us asleep so we don't know the truth. So we have to be willing to go through the fear. There is no avoiding 
And if we are ever trying to avoid, we're caught in it. Fear wants us to fear itself because then it has control. So if you're afraid to look at your fears, well, that's the time then to ask for the assistance, to reach out, invite that radiant form of God's loving into your consciousness to walk with you, to assist you so that you can get free of the fear and to learn the lesson that is there for you. There is a blessing in all of the fears that we're here to learn from, but we've got to approach it that way. We've got to be willing to face our fears with loving to learn the lesson and get or receive the blessing from that and in that. I know it's scary, but guess what? Haven't you already discovered that you haven't been able to get away from it by running or fighting it? Have you noticed the things in your life that just keep on going on and on and on and you just can't seem to get away from? Well, those are the things I'm talking about. They run persistently, consistently ever like a weight trying to suppress us, trying to push us down, hold us down, when we just want to keep rising up into our freedom and our joy. We all have that. We feel it. We see it. We hear it. So we've got to recognize and look at that, to face it and embrace it, to literally embrace it. That's another way of saying in our LAF acronym, loving, accepting, forgiving. The embracing is the acceptance. We've got to be willing to accept the fear, accept responsibility for that fear that we have created through our thoughts and our feelings and our actions and reactions. When we can accept responsibility for that fear we've created, well, that's when we're going to be able to forgive and let go. And when we can do that, well, guess what? That's when the darkness disappears and then the light appears. That's spiritual awakening. That is spiritual awakening when you really, truly begin to wake up and witness that inner light of spirit. There is a process here in walking this path of sound and light. Understand the process. Work with the radiant form. Ask for assistance and guidance. Do your work in accepting responsibility for your fears that are expressed through your thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions. You'll soon learn the pathway to liberation is to face your fears and walk through them, not away, not avoiding, not fighting, not running. 
that phrase, fear not, for the Lord is with you. These are keys that have been written throughout the ages, whether it's the Bible or any other sacred scripture. Even Jesus taught the sacred name in the Lord's Prayer. Hallowed be thy name. Even as Jesus said, I am the light, the truth, and the way. The Son of God, the Son of Man, the living word made flesh. That is the mantle that any spiritual teacher carries because they have risen up into the oneness with God and know that truth and are here to share that truth and to share that sacred name that are the keys to the kingdom for each and every soul that is ready to return home into that spiritual kingdom to receive, to anchor, to work with, to liberate the soul. And that teacher with those names is the soul's guide and way shore home. That's what we're doing here in ILM, just as it's always been done throughout history. There's always the same journey and pathway. Maybe the cultures change, the faces change, the names change. Maybe the details look a little different, but it's still the same journey. And it can take time. It does take time to really understand what this is and how it works. Because understanding and truth only comes through our experience. Everything we share here are just words and ideas until we apply them ourselves and begin to have our own experience. When we have our own experience, then the wisdom and the understanding come, and then we begin to know. Keep that in mind, not only for here in ILM, but everything you do in your life so that you don't be led astray any longer, believing the illusion. Let your experience be your guide. And don't be afraid to have experience, good or bad. Fear not, the Lord is with you, even in the bad experiences because those can be just as valuable, if not even more so, than the good for your soul's awakening. So start approaching life with your eye, as well as your eyes, open. Look for the truth in all things. Look in front of you every step you take. Look from within to see where you're stepping, to follow that inner light as it leads you even through your physical life, let alone your inner life, so that you see and you learn and you grow into the loving that you are through every single step, through every experience you have, physically, imaginally, emotionally, and mentally, 
until ultimately you transcend even the unconscious and rise above into full awakening. So we're entering into the next phase of Inner Light Ministries. This year is a transition. We're going to be speaking more about the soul's journey like today, getting more open and direct about the inner truth and the pathway of what it is to be an initiate, of what it is to meditate, of what the spiritual teacher is, the sacred name, soul liberation, light and sound and loving. And we're going to begin to share more about the spiritual realms because it's time. We've all that have been around for a while now working this have been working it. And I know it's been hard and challenging for many of us. That's a lot of the work of moving through the darkness, through the attachments, the karmas, the pain and the suffering. But that work is not without reward. That reward is the awakening where you really begin to know the truth of spirit. And so we're going to begin to speak more about that because many of you are beginning to wake up to that. And so we want to share the words so that you begin to understand what you're witnessing, seeing, experiencing inwardly, what you're hearing and going through, just like you've been through all the hardship and working through the karmas. And so we're going to begin to share about the joy and the loving, that spirit that we have been moving into. The experience of that, of the spiritual kingdom. What's beyond the mountain? Once we get to the top of the mountain here, well, then we've got to fly into the sun. And so we're going to begin to share more about that journey into the sun and beyond. That's the real experience. That's the real journey that we're walking. So it's time to start talking. Talking the walk and walking the talk. That gives us then the greater vision and the truth that we're all striving for and moving towards every single day and every moment to really wake up, to live that loving, to be an awakened soul, to know the truth from our own experience, not just through our fantasies or hopes or wishes, but to really know that through our own experience. And that's another part of the role of the teacher is to share about that awakening and experience so that we can recognize it when we come into it. 
and so that it can inspire us to move into it if yet we have to awaken into. And believe me, in the physical, there's always going to be parts of our consciousness here that'll be asleep, even right up to our last breath. But that doesn't matter. We've just got to stop making it matter. When we make things matter, we hold ourselves into matter. So when it doesn't matter, we're letting go of matter. But a lot of the times we're afraid to let go because we don't know where we're going to be then. We always want to know where we're going to be before we'll let go where we've been. Right? Well, that's the leap of faith where we've got to work through the fears. Wish it were the other way. For many years, I used to fly backwards. I'd go out of body and have inner experiences, and I'd be flying backwards so I could only see where I'd been rather than where I was going. Well, I didn't realize at the time until years later. Well, that's because things mattered. So I was focused in the matter. So I was focused on where I had been rather than where I was going. And one day I got so sick and tired of all the pain and the suffering that was going on inside of me with that, I let go. And as soon as I let go, I turned right around and now started facing to where I was going rather than to where I had been. Get to the point where it doesn't matter to you about your fears, your concerns, your wants, your desires, your needs in the world. That's just what you think. It's not true. You want it to be. You wish it were true. It's not. All those wishes and desires are the very things that keep us caught up in matter. Well, that's the job, again, of the spiritual teacher. And as you know, sometimes I like to shake awake. That shaking is to let go of those attachments, to say, wake up, wake up, turn around and look to where you're going. That's where you're going to find your greatest joy. That's what you, the soul, really wants more than any attachments and desires in the world. You, the soul, really wants to wake up and be with God. That's what we all want, even if we don't know it. That's what we're longing for. There's only one true desire. What is that phrase in the fairy tales? True love's kiss. True love's kiss. Well, my prince charming or my princess, whoever. Well, those fairy tales, unfortunately, the world makes them about finding love in the world. The truth is those are a reflection of the soul's 
longing and searching for its beloved, which is really spirit and God. True love's kiss is the kiss of God upon the soul. That's the kiss that awakens sleeping beauty. For the soul is asleep. The soul is the only thing that is truly beautiful. But the soul's asleep in this creation, having taken a bite of the poison apple that was in that Garden of Eden. And so true love's kiss is the kiss of God or the kiss of the beloved, which is God, that kisses the soul here in the physical to awaken it from its slumber to sleep. (laughs) And what do you do when you awake from your sleep? But rise up. Rise up into the arms of the beloved. True love's kiss and true love's embrace. So start developing that relationship rather than looking for love in the world. Look for the true love within the soul's relationship with the beloved. You want some good poetry to stir that awake? Go read some Hafiz or Rumi where they talk about the beloved. That's the real relationship to develop. That's the relationship that is going to fulfill all relationships, all desires, all wants and needs. It's time to develop that relationship. But just like any relationship in the world, it takes time You need to spend the time with the beloved in order to know the beloved. Let your true love's desire awaken from within you because it is within you. It's not outside of you. You've got to be willing to let go and stop your search in the world and begin and take up the search inside. I could go on and on today. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) There's a greater sacredness that's present now. That's why I said we're entering into a new phase of ILM because many of you are really beginning to wake up to that beloved. And so now it opens the door for Gemini to step into and through to begin to share more of the greater truths of that greater sacredness of the spiritual kingdom and the spiritual realms. So now we're going to really begin the greater journey where the greater joy and the freedom, the liberation and the loving, the laughter, the peace, the fun, the true beauty of spirit.
I'm really enjoying being in it. When I get in this deep sacred space, I have the tears of gratitude. That place that is sacred, that is in the realm of soul and spirit, always restores me. The true restoration of the soul only takes place in the spirit. There's no restoration in the world. It is only in the spirit. Why do you think we lay the body down to sleep? Because the body needs rest? Or is it so the soul, the spirit can be restored to keep giving the body life to yet rise up another day to have experience? And so it is for the soul to rise up another day to have experience.